In today's episode on Money Talkies, we are talking to Paul Ross. Paul Ross is an author, speaker, trainer, master hypnotist, master practitioner of neuro-linguistic programming, NLP. And for the past 30 years, he's taught tens of thousands of people the power of language to persuade, sell, heal, and turn stumbling blocks into stepping stones. He is an amazing, amazing person. We listened to his inspirational story and how, in terms of how he changed his mindset to change his life on a Friday feature. He's back today teaching us how to become mindset masters in the face of disasters. Let's speak to him. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan, your money mindset expert. And we are here today on Money Talkies in the Money Mindset with Gul Khan podcast series. And today, once again, we are talking to Paul Ross. We've spoken to Paul on Friday Feature. We listened to his inspirational journey. We listened to how he changed his life by changing his mindset. And he's back here today <laughs> I love talking it. to us again. So welcome, Ross. Sorry, sorry welcome, Paul, rather. <laughs> What an honor. Uh, sometimes I'm called Ross. Uh, um, what an honor to be back. And I love doing this more than anything. As I shared with you, and I like to be transparent, I'm going through a fairly painful personal breakup. Mm. Uh, and it's been painful to the point where sometimes I have to take an extra hour or two laying in bed and just breathing. Mm. But I told you when I teach, it's what I love more than anything. I love teaching more than I love love. <laughs> and so this is a brilliant and I thank you so much for this opportunity to breathe and to have endorphins and get my mind off and, and into what I love. And my, my assistant, Neka, is here. She <laughs> still thinks she's a kitten. She's a year and a half, but oh, bless thinks her. she's a kitten. And Neka, get out. Um, I, it used to be if I clapped my hands violently, she'd get out. Now she just takes swings at me. <laughs> <laughs> so, Paul, no. tell everybody what it is that you do. So I take people who are in the sales, and I believe, by the way, that you're never selling your product or service. You're always selling decisions and good feelings about decisions. And I show them how to take some really outside the box, color outside the lines, off the wall ideas about subconscious selling, subconscious influence, put them into their existing sales process and see some remarkable results. And part of that, of course, is shifting around their mindset about what influence and persuasion is. And I've also been a dating coach for the last 30 years. I'm semi-retired from it. And in the course of that, I had to learn some pretty unique and quick and powerful change techniques to deal with people who we're holding years of shame and pain and limited beliefs and limited thinking. And the two kind of have meshed together for me. I've taken a lot of that into the realm of selling because the amount of pain in, in the realm of personal relationships far outstrips what goes on in 
sales. They both have to deal with rejection and no, and there's both a lot of ego tied around them. If I were to say which topic has the bigger emotional button, sex or money, you'd be hard pressed to tell me yeah. which one because they're both really big. Agreed. So in my career, I've dealt with both <laughs> as if one weren't enough of a challenge. The other one comes along and then, you know, there we go. Fabulous. And today's topic is an amazing, we had a great time coming up with the title, which is Mindset Masters in the Face of Disasters. I yes. love that. I love that. <laughs> All right. So why don't you get started, started with this, Paul? So what do you mean by this title? What does this title represent for you? Well, let's look at the disaster part. I think mm -hmm. we're all very familiar with what disaster we're talking about. Yes, of course. These podcasts last forever on in the electronic ether yep. of the internet. So I don't know when people are viewing this, but it's January of 2021, and we're going into the 10th month, I think, of a horrible... Yeah, and we're, we're back in lockdown in the UK. <laughs> yeah, we're locked down pretty badly here in San Diego, where I'm broadcasting... <laughs> or sharing this broadcast from not quite as bad as you but what it's done is to take one of the major major foundations of human happiness which is social interaction yes and it's either ended it or severely limited it mm -hmm. and it's really taken a lot of the distraction and other things that we normally would indulge in or engage in and also that which feeds us which is social interaction we as human beings are tribal creatures we mm -hmm. are evolved or designed however you want to put it to have connection with one another yeah. in fact sec in psychology there's a term called regulation or regulating mm -hmm. has to do with taking the emotions and making sure they're not too high or they're not too low mm -hmm. very few people will have the skill of self-regulating. We need to co-regulate with other human beings. Wow, okay. This is both psychology and neuroscience. We do this through mirror neurons. I don't know if you're aware of what mirror neurons are, but essentially the mirror neurons are designed for us to read social cues, to reflect them back on very subtle subconscious level. So right now, as we're speaking together, we're consciously aware of different perceptions about each other. I can see your intelligence that shines from you. I see the color of your hair, the shape of your face, but there's also subtle cues. There's micro expressions of enjoyment, of connection, of rapport. Should you be curious about some of what I say, there'll be a different blink rate. Mm -hmm. We all get all of this on the unconscious level through, mirror, through our mirror neurons. And all of that allows us to co-regulate with each other. Suddenly, a lot of that has been taken away. Now, yes, talking on Zoom, that's fine, but it doesn't really it's the same fully, thing. Yeah. It's not the same thing. One of the reasons why is we can't see breathing. We yeah. can't match and co-regulate breath. Because in order to do that, you have to see the person's shoulders and, and chest. And I'm not saying that's a conscious skill, although I've developed it as a mm -hmm. professional influencer and communicator. But it's part of how we, we communicate. And that has been taken away. So to me, disaster actually comes, I believe, from the Latin word, which means to lose the stars. Mm. Disaster. 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 Aster is the word for stars. So it means literally back then they used to navigate by the stars. You can't navigate because you can't see the stars. Right. You are in a disaster. You've lost your North Star. 
which tells you your position and then the other stars which tells you which tell you excuse me where you want to go so we are living in times of disaster and then in addition to economic disaster it i i i gotta watch my metaphor my heart doesn't literally break that's part of controlling where our experience which is to watch our metaphor thank goodness our hearts don't break <laughs> Not literally, although I had a heart attack back in 2013. Talk about disaster. <laughs> I found the humor in that. I still do. I don't know if we want to circle back to that story. I can tell you about it if we have time or if you want to hear it. That's up to you. But I see restaurants that I've loved that have been in business 50 years going out of business, people losing yeah. ev everything they have. And it saddens me. Uh, that yeah. is my response. If you're not a little bit sad or even a lot sad in today's times, then there's, you're not paying attention. There's yeah. something wrong. There's Agreed. something wrong. Well, now that we've gotten uh, into that downer, <laughs> let's, let's take it up a notch by learning. Learning is something that makes me happy and teaching is something that makes me happy. We can always learn something from every experience if we know how. And before the show, we were talking about some of the things I'd like to talk about. I'd like to talk about some of the myths of personal change. Are they really true? And the reason why I like to put my thinking in this new direction is my mother, <laughs> I think I've told you in the first broadcast, my, one of my greatest teachers, one of the top two teachers in my life was my mom. And one day when I was like five or six years old, I was sassing my mother. I, you know, if yep, I know, I know, because I, I have a son, so I know what sassing. <laughs> okay, I was sassing my mom, and my mom shook her finger at me. She said to me, "Kid," she used to call me "kid" when she was pissed at me instead of Paul. If you don't knock it off, you're going to grow up to be an iconoclast. I said, "What's that, mom?" She said, "Someone who goes around questioning other people's sacred ideas and kicking them over." I thought, yes, I want to grow up to be that. I want to be an iconoclast. And the other thing she said to me one day, she said, you're going to be Johnny Appleseed, the Johnny Appleseed of ideas. I said, who's Johnny Appleseed? She said, well, in the story, Johnny Appleseed would travel from town to town and he'd drop little apple seeds. And then he'd come back like five years later and he'd see all the trees that would grow. And so he'd always have a place to sit in the shade and eat the apples. She said, you're going to be a Johnny Appleseed of ideas. You're going to plant ideas everywhere. And that shaped how I think. So I think outside the box. And so we've heard this thing, we'll just learn from every experience. Now, in theory, yes, you can learn from every experience, but in fact, it's usually not true. If that were the case, we would not ever repeat mistakes. We would not stay stuck. Yep. And, and so in science, when the theory doesn't match the observations, doesn't match the facts, you don't squeeze the theory or stretch. You don't try to distort the facts. You change the theory. Yeah. Now, I picked up on this. The origins of this is when I was a dating coach. <laughs> this is very interesting. I still do coaching, but I used to do a lot of live seminars. And some guys would come once and it broke down into three categories. Some guys would come to a seminar once and then I'd see them, they'd come back and they just cornered me and say, Paul, thank you so much for the first time in my life. I'm 31 years old. I have a girlfriend and she's fantastic. She's everything I've been dreaming of. Other times they'd come with pictures of their kids. I'd say, what are you doing back here? 
they'd say, look, you changed my life with these ideas. I want to know what else you got. Where else can I apply this? But some of the guys would come back year after year after year, and they'd memorized everything, but they hadn't done anything. Mm -hmm. They'd say to me, uh, Paul, do you remember in your New Jersey 1999 seminar, tape four, side B, 15 <laughs> minutes in, you said this, and they'd recite it word for word. And I said, well, first of all, no, I don't remember. I'm too creative to remember that. But I'd say, have you actually tried this stuff? And they'd say, well, I calculate that within three months, there's a 50% probability that I might. They didn't actually go out and do it. And so one of the things that occurred to me, I tried a lot of change techniques. A lot of them worked. I'm trained as a hypnotist. I'm a master hypnotist. So mm -hmm. I could do hypnosis with people and change limiting beliefs. That worked some of the time. Some of the time I would give them affirmations and positive visualization, visualization to rehearse, and that worked some of the time. But there was still something really big getting in the way. And what I discovered is, how can I tell this story uh, and keep it PG, rated uh, unoffensive? I had a story we'll call, uh, a client will call him Bill. Mm -hmm. And Bill was not your typical what you would think of as a nerd. Bill was fairly successful, well-to-do, fairly handsome guy, but he's just terrified of talking to the ladies. And so I did some work with Bill, and I taught him some things about what to say. He went to a nightclub, so you know how long ago this was. And... <laughs> And he looked at this lady, and, and for those guys who are listening to this, you may have seen a lady who's so beautiful. Guys walk up, and then they make that U-turn. They're just too afraid to talk. I don't know uh, if you've ever seen that. I've, I've seen it in movies. I don't, I've never it, seen it in person. Is it, is, I'm not, like, I'm, I've never seen a nightclub person in the first place. I'm so, I mean, either, but uh, anyway, go. So he actually approached her, and I don't know what he said to her. Um, but within 20 minutes, they were snogging. Is that what you say in, uh, in the UK? <laughs> in the UK. Making out, I suppose. Yeah, uh, they were snogging. And he got her phone number. She circled it on her, on her card, her cell number. And he figured, I'm going to be a cool guy. I'm going to wait three days to call her. So he didn't get my memo. Oh, what I teach is you call right away. You don't play this three days mm -hmm. shtick, manipulation shtick. So the third day comes, and he's looking for his the card and he can't find it he i was going to say toss but toss means something different for you guys he rips his apartment apart his flat apart can't find it spends hours ripping apart and then he thinks oh my god it's rubbish night i threw it in the the dumpster uh, i don't know what's the british rubbish. word for yeah the rubbish bin the huge ones the giant industrial size so he spends 90 minutes digging through that thing <laughs> You, disposable diapers, cat litter, oh. rotting. But after 90 minutes, he comes up, no card. And he called me on the phone. He said, Paul, I don't get it. Why am I such a loser with the ladies? Why do I keep screwing up? And I thought there's something interesting here. Now, follow me, folks. I know you're thinking, what does this have to do with my mindset and with my money? But just follow me here. Mm -hmm. I promise there's a moral to the story. As a hypnotist, I thought, wait a minute, this guy had to have a lot of good amnesia. He forgot everything he did right. He forgot how he built his confidence. He forgot how he dressed properly. Mm -hmm. 
what he said to go up there, how he snogged her, how he got the, he forgot all of that. All he saw was his failure. I said to him, you see, the real challenge, Bill, is that you look at your progress through the pain of your past. And that really got him. And I said, what if instead of saying, why am I a failure with the ladies, you, you were to say, up until now, I've had the experience that I didn't claim my skills to be successful with my ladies. I said, which one is equally true? He said, they're both true. Mm -hmm. I said, which one is more powerful? He said, the second one. Yeah, it is. So one of the things that gets in people's way from learning is making why questions, is asking questions about your identity. Why am I not good? Why am I a failure? Why can't I be a better salesperson? So, so the asking first the right questions, yeah? Asking the right questions of yourself. When you ask why questions are a, a form of self-torture thinly disguised as a search for answers. When you ask yourself, why can't I or why am I? It's not because you're a self-sabotager, a thing called a self-sabotager, or you have some lack of a mysterious fluid called self-esteem. It's simply that you have a crappy learning strategy. You're mm. attempting to learn from the mistake, but instead of learning from it, you're dwelling on it. Now, here's a universal law of the mind that I just made up. <laughs> okay. The brain or the mind, use them interchangeably, it really doesn't matter. Let's say the brain mm. can't tell the difference between what you're dwelling on and what you're programming it to do. So when you dwell on a mistake, when you think, why did I make that mistake? Why am I such a loser? Blah, you're programming blah, blah, blah. it into your psyche. You're programming it right back in. Mm. And of course, when you get back out in the world, the brain's you're just the pattern. your program, your brain's just going to do the behavior that you program it to do. And then you have a cycle of, I, I can't curse on your show. You have a cycle of poop, yeah. uh, a vicious cycle of poop, mm -hmm. ineffective Beliefs equal ineffective programming and equal ineffective behavior. And, and, it feeds and, back into it, yeah. in, and then if you add in self-pity and feeling sorry for yourself, that really is the glue that holds it all together. Yeah. So if you're out there and you're struggling, one of the things I'll say to you is, yes, you may have some technical skill issues. and I don't Ooh. doubt that you have. But really what's going on is you have a crappy learning strategy. Mm -hmm. Maybe you don't have a confidence issue. Maybe you don't. Maybe you do. I don't think confidence exists. There's no such thing as confidence. Isn't that interesting? Why is that? Why is that? I'm going to stop being, maybe we're going a bit of a tangent, but I wanted to explain that. What do you mean by you don't have confidence? I've not I heard didn't that say before. that. I didn't say that. Parse the words carefully. I said there's no such thing as confidence. Okay, meaning so it's not a thing in your body, like your heart or your liver. Ah, okay. And it's not a trait well, after a while, it becomes a trait. It is a practice that you do. It is an activity in which you engage. And because it's an activity, it has an ebb and a flow. It waxes and it wanes. Mm -hmm. It's not consistent. It will grow weaker. It will grow stronger. So having the right expectations around your confidence, your practice of your confidence helps you to manage it and do it effectively. Confidence is not a thing. I used to have guys in my, I would say, who here wants more confidence with the ladies? Every hand would go up. And I would say, okay, I have a 
25 liter jug of confidence fluid up in my hotel room. I'm going to bring it down. It's only 10 quid for 10 ounces. I'll drill a hole in the top of your head and pour it in. Who wants that? Every hand stayed down. But that's the metaphor that it's not a thing. It's a mm -hmm. practice that you do. And a big chunk of confidence is having a good learning strategy. Now, there's something else embedded in that story I said. He said, I am a loser. Mm. So he didn't make it about a skill set. He made it about his Himself. identity. Yes, his identity. Now, yes. as a change worker, as a change worker, I can tell you the beliefs have different logical levels. There's what you believe you're capable of, what you can do. There's what you believe is possible for yourself and for the world in general. So the first question is, can I do it? And the second question really is, can anyone do it? Is it possible for anybody? The third question is, do I deserve it? Am I equal to it? Is what I give equal to what I'm going to receive? By the way, if you want a cute little trick, look at the word deserve and cross out the D-E. And what do you have left? Write the word deserve, D-E-S-E-R-V-E. -E, that's right. What you deserve is equal or greater to the extent to which you serve. Mm -hmm. I'm throwing out some good sound bites here. I'm floating <laughs> like a butterfly, stinging like a bee. So if you want to get me a great, have me a great guest, wait till I go through a painful breakup and I'll sizzle, <laughs> I'll sizzle the microphone. This is really great. So thank you. So let me continue on this train of thought. So when you make it about your identity, that's the fourth logical level of beliefs. Mm -hmm. Identity is really difficult to change. Yes. Because have you ever had the experience of you have a friend who you think is quite attractive and they say, how do you think I look in this? And you say, you look amazing. And they said, yeah, but I'm fat or, you know, my hair is a mess. And no matter how many times you tell them that's not true, they just don't believe you because yeah. it's filtered out completely by their sense of identity. Mm -hmm. So the way you get leverage into that is you make it not about their identity. You make it about their skills because changing someone's belief about their skills. Is pretty, so I didn't say to that guy, change it to, I am successful with the ladies and with the salespeople I coach of limiting beliefs. I don't teach them to say, I am a great closer. If their belief is I'm a terrible closer with the big mm -hmm. money clients. First thing I tell them is there are no big money clients. There are only better opportunities to serve. Mm -hmm. That's a good reframe. Yes. So what I didn't say to, if someone comes to me for coaching about selling and they say, you know, I just can't close the big money clients I, or I really blow it when it comes to calling on the big, the big high ticket sales, I'll say to them, well, re how about saying up until now, I haven't claimed my learning of my fabulous skills at easily closing my big money clients. It's reframing the-, the uh, It's the, reframing yeah. it not about who they are, but about their, their skills. skills. And I also use those three magic words up until now. Mm. When I say up until now, here's another uh, universal law of the mind. The unconscious mind can't tell the difference between past, present, and future. Unless Agreed. Yeah. Unless you instruct it to. If you instruct it to, it can. This is part of the structure of a phobia, a phobia and a trauma. And again, I'm not a therapist, but I have done change work with people. And here it is. To the traumatized person, the trauma is happening right now. Mm -hmm. And in their belief system, it always will happen to them. Mm -hmm. 
So it's universal through time. It's personal. And also, they're the, they believe they're the only ones who suffered through it. So when we bind it in time, when we say up until now, we get rapport with the unconscious mind. We say unconscious, yes, mm -hmm. this happened. All those memories are valid. Although we both know memories can be distorted. They're, yeah, of course, they're, they always, are. Yeah. they're always constructed, even though if they have a genuine charge to them, and to some extent, they're always constructed. I'm talking more like a psychologist than I am a sales coach, but psychology is important. We need yes. to understand these things. Teaching people to say up until now, says the unconscious mind, yes, that was true up until now. Mm -hmm. And it opens the possibility. Please, viewers, listen carefully. Mm -hmm. It opens up the possibility for change. Doesn't guarantee it, but opens up the possibility for change. I believe, and I can't prove this, that literally it opens up new neural pathways, new neural nets for mm -hmm. new ways of thinking, behaving, and believing. So that's the first piece is learning from experience. And then the other thing, uh, have I been thorough with that? Or do you have yes, questions? you have. Yeah, that, 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 I mean, that's, that's pretty thorough anyway. I mean, I understand that concept that you have to reframe what you're, you know, what you're saying about yourself and, um, and about your, uh, rather than taking directly towards your identity, like I'm fat or I'm incapable, I'm not good at this. You reframe, I haven't, up until now, I haven't claimed my skills for a particular thing, whatever it is, be it sales, be it making, you know, making the 100K a month or or that sort of scenario and working around it. So you're rather than blaming yourself for your uh, or procrastination or the lack of achievement or whatever up until now, reframing your ability and how you talk to yourself, your inner self chat, your inner chat in a way that is now asking you questions. Okay, so how can I do this? And up until now, I haven't claimed it. Have I got have I understood this correctly? That's correct. And even just look at this application. So right now, um, I could say, well, uh, I am in grief over the loss of a relationship. Or I mm -hmm. could say, at this moment, I am having or I am doing the grieving experience. Or at this moment, I am having a grieving experience. That's much different than saying, I am grieving. Yes, because it, I am grieving makes it about my whole world. I can't do anything else. Mm -hmm. I can't. And I'm not denying the grief or the, I'm just turning it not into a thing, but an experience that I am having. Words are powerful. Words are language. La yes. Language is the substrate, the essence, the soil from which we grow our belief system. Now, once I've taught people to do that, then and only then can they learn to do positive visualization? I believe in visualizing goals. I believe in writing them down. I believe in rehearsing the way I'd like to look and sound and tapping into my creativity. Hmm. But if you don't do that in the right sequence, if you don't clear out the, the limiting ways of thinking, mm -hmm. then you're going to have an internal tug of war. Agreed. And the process of self-change is going to be a lot more it's going to be filled with a lot more internal friction and it's going to be a lot more tiring and require a lot more energy than it needs to. The metaphor would be dragging a heavy weight up a hill versus having wheels, right? This puts wheels on the burden that, that you might feel you're having and it turns it into a journey.
So we all talk about the journey towards success, but if we don't have this way of resolving pain and internal conflict and suffering, then see my disciplines, neurolinguistic programming and hypnosis and all the things that I do really help to address the pain and the suffering of life with a small s, but the big suffering of life, loss, impermanence, change, grasping, aversion, the spiritual poisons that are part of our lives, resentment, despair, envy, these things have to be addressed on a, on a deeper level. And that's where we get into meditation and a meditative practice, which I think is beyond the scope of this particular interview. I mean, I, I'm I, already pouring the pouring out stuff here. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're, you're giving out so many nuggets of gold. I'm not, I'm just letting you carry on without interjecting and, you know, taking the, taking you off your, the trail of thought, but I, I'm just thinking out loud now, this is exactly what I sort of, um, I believe in that, you know, I do believe in a creative visualization. I do believe in positive, uh, you know, positive thinking, but artificially positive thinking doesn't work so when you have an inner belief that you know this can't work you know that I'm not good enough and you're trying to think well no I am great and I am a great salesperson it's not going to work because you will have the inner conflict whereas if you go and address the idea what makes you think you're not a good salesperson what makes you think you're not good enough what makes you feel you're not good enough and I have those ideas about limiting beliefs and now talk about energy clearing and so forth that's my methodology and you have yours it's a, what I see is the way you, you know, you, you need to clear out the, all the negative beliefs and ideas, which is negative energy, before you can bring in the positive energy of new thoughts and new ideas and new beliefs. And which is, which is, so one way using whatever methodology is with me is energy claim to take out the old ones and you know, creative visualization to put in the positive one. That's how I see it. And I see you doing the same thing, but you have a different methodology to us, yeah. but it's still the same process. It's still the same, it gets the same results at the end of the day. I agree. And sometimes negative beliefs can be useful. There are yeah. attempts. Oh, here, here's what I'm saying. There are attempts to tell you, hey, wait, there are skill sets that you are missing. Yeah. So there's a difference between saying, I can't do this or saying and feeling bad and saying, you know, something. All right. Thank you, beautiful, beloved, limiting belief. Thank you mm -hmm. for coming up with the intent of being my teacher and my guide. I extract any useful learning from you. Mm. and release you with love because sometimes our negative belief that says you know i don't know how to do this may be true there may be elements in there where you need to say wait is there any useful information in this in this nugget of i gotta be careful with my metaphors my mother said i was scatological <laughs> she always used the big there are no big words there are only little lines i i said to someone in uh high school and got stomped for saying it but there may be a nugget of gold inside that limiting belief. It may be that, yes, for example, I'm learning to do a funnel for another project. And I'm thinking, you know, I'm not ready for this. I can't do this. And I thought, wait a minute, that's it. it is that the case? Or is it the case that you have yet, to, your mentor has not yet filled in all the blanks for you? I went, mm. oh, my mentor just hasn't filled in the blanks. We'll get it. So sometimes what we want to do is if we're feeling really bad and we have a limiting belief, we want to say, wait, is there any kernel about what I need to learn in this? Mm. You understand? Sometimes it's just saying, uh, 
it's just saying, well, you need to prepare in a better way or you need to prepare in a different way. That's why I believe in the power of having a coach, a mentor, someone who can take the 10,000 foot view of your psyche and go, wait, mm. you need to go here. You need to go there. I personally have invested at least $300,000, $500,000 in the course of my career, mentors, coaches, mm. healers, et cetera. I'm not far off from there myself, actually. <laughs> I have to say, <laughs> I'm not that far off from that number. I'm probably not quite as much, probably more close than half of that. But yeah, actually, no, in, in pound amounts, I probably am <laughs> in pounds. So it probably will be yeah. close to the number. Yeah. It's, it does. I mean, I, I, the thing is, it's something that I learned from Esther Hicks. If you're familiar with her, you know the Esther Hicks? Yeah, I'm kind of skeptical by anything that's channeled because just because something's channeled doesn't mean it's true if there really are entities out there it doesn't mean that they're wiser smarter or even have a good intent yeah but it's regardless of your opinion about it the the i the the point that they say which resonates with me is everything that comes to you that you may see as a negative belief could be a point of learning point of teaching even the idea okay some a lot of people when uh, when i speak to them you know what do you want they have no idea of what they want they just don't know what they don't want so the idea is okay so let's start with that what you don't want let's see the polar opposite of this okay i don't want to be alone so what does that mean you want to be in a loving relationship i don't want to be poor what does that mean i want to have abundant money to make sure that i can live in my dream home my dream car do you see what i mean so anything that you feel which can be perceived as negative or negative belief or a negative emotion you can accept it and own it. So this is the one thing that I te- I'm quite strong. I, I, I sort of, you know, push quite forward strongly in my teaching and my clients is never reject a negative feeling, never reject a negative emotion, because Correct. that's your your higher self telling you, okay, there's something here that you need to learn and address, and that Correct. could be a teaching point for you. And that's exactly Correct. what you're saying. And I love that. Yeah, I, I love agree. this idea of not artificially making out that I'm so brilliant and just repeating it like a parrot actually going ahead and addressing the core issues which is resulting in that you know that in a chatter like i'm not good enough i don't think i can do this and i can't be a good salesperson you go and address the core root issue of why it is that you have that belief in the first place and that's what we need to address i think that's the, the point where you can because when you can address the root cause of an issue you can actually change your mindset i would agree with most that i don't care about the root cause i only care about what is the structure of the limiting belief Mm. how can i shake it up to the point where it falls apart because what happens is if you get too much into the root cause you get into psychological archaeology where Mm. you dig back you dig back you dig back and it's just a lot of work i'm lazy and i'm impatient (laughs) and i want to see the result but fundamentally we're agreeing. We just have different methodologies. Agreed. And this is part of the beauty of coaching and personal change. I see people who do magic that is equivalent to what I can do, but they're using completely different methods. And I want to pick their brain and they want to pick my brain. Mm. It's part of the joy of working and talking to people of your caliber. Cool yeah. is we, we get to have these interesting exchanges. conversations. <laughs> yeah, I love this. This is this is so cool. I wish you lived closer. We could sit down for a tea yeah. after everything clears up. I, I can't even have tea with my brother here <laughs> in the UK. I'm not allowed to. We're not allowed to step out at home unless it's one time a day for um for exercise, once a day for exercise. Um, or to buy groceries. I'm assuming you're allowed old, yeah. to yeah, go to the doctor uh, or to yeah, walk your for, dog. Yes. Yeah, well, one exercise once, um, a groceries, if you know, for food shopping, 
and if you have you know you cannot work from home and you're you know you're an essential worker so you, you have to otherwise it's it's they're quite strict here and they're enforcing heavy fines so but anyway that's the world we live in is it it's the kind of climate we're in okay so thank you so much for this insightful episode it's been so much oh, fun talking done. to you again no. I, I want to come on again i want to come on again please we would oh, love goodness. to have you again paul i think we'll we'll reach out to you in, in, in a couple of months and get you back on on the show and we'll be sure. i mean i love this conversation i think if we because this topic is come to a close we start up another aspect of it it may not wrap up and <laughs> within the hour slot so I, i'm conscious of that but do tell us paul where can we get hold you know okay where can we get hold i have things? something awesome that i just designed based on mm-hmm. something my coach told me to do mm-hmm. so i have a goodie basket a gift basket it is my rapid sales accelerator training it's 100 complimentary here's what you get you get the first four chapters of my book, Subtle Words That Sell, which mm-hmm. is all about mindset. I did a 20, 25-minute audio training about how you can apply these principles for selling from the very start to the very end of the process. And then I have a special report, a PDF report on destroying objections. So it's a goodie basket that I created, and it's a really good taste off the menu. Absolutely complimentary. That's free, 000. And to pick it up, go to paulrossbook.com. Fabulous. Thank you so much. And for those listening or watching this episode, we will have the, the links that uh, that Paul mentions. in. If you're watching this on YouTube, it will be in the description. And if you're watching, if you're listening to this on the podcast, it will be in the show notes. So do go, go along to those and check it out. We will have the links there. Thank you so much, Paul. I can't wait to discuss another amazing topic with you. <laughs> we seem to approach the same topic from different angles, and that's the fun of it, which is amazing. Yeah, I love to. We love, I love to have another chat with you about another topic. Of course. So thank you so much, Paul. And for those of you listening or watching, thank you so much for joining me. I will be back on another Money Talkies um, segment of Money Mindset with Gold Khan, and sharing another insightful learning topic something that can help you to change your mindset and give you the tools required so that you can build your wealth and prosperity until the next time we meet this is gold Khan signing off take care and bye for now if you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies then please visit my website www.golkhan.com that's g-u-l-l-k-h-a-n And if you want to take part in our five-day millionaire mindset makeover challenge, where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance, then please go to www.millionairemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in our next five-day challenge. Until the next time we meet, this is Gul Khan. Take care and bye for now.